I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one... The only Pucko Podcast! Just another day at the Pucko Studio, I guess. Um, wait, are those throw pillows? It's, why, why are the throw pillows here? I don't think those are necessary whatsoever. What do we need? Six pillows. There are more pillows on that bed over there than you can, than you need to sleep with. I, I just don't understand. Oh. It's, the Women's Perspective episode. It's Paco! Paco! It's Paco! Paco! Pokemon Underground Champions League, oh yeah! Paco! Grab your friends, it's that time Stop again! Yeah. Listen to the show with the phone oh, never ends! It's Paco! Paco! And welcome to the 148th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I'm your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my co-hosts... Misty. Oh, sorry. I didn't really know when to say something. (laughs) (laughs) I've never done this before, so... That's fine. All right. So, uh, let's see. Where should I start? Uh, what have you guys been doing in Pokemon? Let's start with you. Have you done anything, Misty? Uh, not exactly. Yeah, that's fine. That's what I figured. <laughs> Probably more now that I'm in the area. Yeah. Moving around. Yeah. How about you, Switzy? What have you done relating to Pokemon recently? Well, recently I've been replaying Pokemon Emerald for the... You know, the new games coming out, the remakes. Mm-hmm. And I've been trying to work on a competitive team, too, on That's X good. and Y. That's wonderful. What's your competitive team so far? Oh, uh, well, it's still in the early stages where I'm just kind of playing with different mm-hmm. things. Um, I'm working with a Togekiss currently. Going to oh, go man. for flinching, of okay. course. Okay. With King's Rock. Oh, no, King's Rock's unnecessary. Don't use King's Rock. <laughs> of course it is. You just don't want to face it. No, 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 no. King's Rock's <laughs> completely unnecessary. I'm being completely serious. If you uh, actually read one of the Pokemon... Like, we used to do Team of the Week articles, and Shamu and I did, like, two of them. We go on this entire rant about King's Rock. Oh, really? Yeah. Because, I mean, I know that Serene Grace and everything kind of... Serene Grace does, but uh, King's Rock doesn't affect 
I forget what what it is. Let me double check here. I have it. I can pull this up real real fast because King's Rock, I believe, does not fit. Uh, it does not fix. Where is it? I just figured it'd be kind of an extra punch in the gut. <laughs> yeah, let's see. Gastrodon came before that, so. Just do a search. No, it's right here. Hmm. Uh, King's Rock on Togekiss because it uh, because it doesn't raise the flinch hacks, but because if it already has a flinch chance, it doesn't affect it. Hmm. Yeah. So fun fact. You can throw like leftovers or something instead. Leftovers is much better. Yeah, I might consider that. Have to go get more battle points though for that. Yeah. Leftovers works a lot better. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Myself, I've just been playing X to finish getting all the Mega Stones, so that I could have them all before Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire come out. That's about it. Nothing too much. I've also been working on other teams. I've met a guy, and he, like, gives me a Pokemon every week to, like, try to build a team around. So I've been having fun with that. This week it was Kingler. Sounds like it'd be pretty fun. Yeah, Kingler's not good at all. Uh, (laughs) I (laughs) couldn't. Kingler's not very good. But I can try to make it work. I tried a Tauros as a lead recently, but I don't think it worked out all that great. (laughs) Tauros isn't horrible, but you can kind of make it work. I was trying to do something with him, trying to play with Pokemon that people don't typically use a lot. Oh, you should definitely talk to Shamu then. That's his cup of tea. Mm. <laughs> there is one that I've been really trying to make work, though. Which one? I'm trying to make a Surviper work. Surviper? Can... That's going to be a hard one. Yeah. The only problem is keeping it in the battle long enough to be of any help. Yeah, because... it's, uh... is not very good. No, but the moveset I've been working with is a... Toxic, just for lack of toxic spikes, mm-hmm. which I might try to set up with a different Pokemon in the team. Yeah. But I've got Venoshock. Yeah. Uh, got Protect. And I had another move on there. I can't seem to remember. I don't have my game deal. right in front of me. <laughs> it might be a bit more, uh, more viable in a uh, double battle scenario. Yeah, that that's true. Probably be that better be with another Pokemon. Yeah. Oh, but well. I'm, I'm thinking, uh, you know, Badly poison the foe. Mm-hmm. Kind of every other turn, throwing a protect there to get more damage because you know how toxic does increase damage over time. Yeah. And then Venoshock does extra damage if they're poisoned. So. Yeah, that might be. Uh, you might also want to talk to Locke about that. Locke, I know in the community, has definitely been trying to do a hex team, which is kind of similar to what you're trying to do. I actually know him personally. Yeah, so he you worked- should definitely talk to him. Yeah, I've told him about my Surviper before, and I've actually battled him once. Yeah, you should definitely talk to him. <laughs> that's <laughs> he good. At, he works up at the GameStop near where I live. Oh, that's so. good. <laughs> so, moving on then, I guess we'll go and talk about the news. Radio Tower. This just in. And on to the news. So in the news, there isn't too much, but I would like to reiterate the fact that there were three new Megas revealed in the leaked Coral Coral since I wasn't here last week. 
and they're just really cool looking. Mega Camerout and Mega Sharpedo, both of which were expected, get raise, raises in every stat, except Camerout does not get a raise in speed. He also loses Solid Rock as an ability, which kind of bothers me. But we'll see how it works out. Either way, I think they're two Pokemon that definitely deserve Mega Evolutions, and I can't be upset at all. And Sharpedo's getting Strong Jaw instead of Speed Boost. I don't understand that one either, but... <laughs> They're pretty cool designs. They probably talked about it last week, but I think I should have mentioned them. Mega Gallade, though, is the one that kind of came out of nowhere. And it just blows my mind. Mega Gallade's got this cape and a dual disc on each arm. And he's just... I, I think it's really cool that he's standing next to Wally in the Koro Koro skin. Because... Man, man I, miss, I missed Wally from the old game. Yeah. And I think I think that's you never actually played the original Omega, uh, Ruby and Sapphire, did you, Misty? No, I played Emerald. Yeah, you never played them, and so you don't really know all these characters as well as we do. But it's kind of interesting seeing that Wally seems to have a Glade instead of a Gardevoir this time, because Gardevoir was the big thing. Because in the game you go out and you're just like, "Hey, Wally, catch a Pokemon," and he catches a Ralts, which is completely useless until like you level it up for a while. But it's something, and I, I think it's kind of interesting. I was really worried that they weren't going to reintroduce Wally into it. Really? Since... I, I don't know that I was ever worried about that. I don't know, I just think he's such a unique character in the game line. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, kid, it's got, you can tell he's got a lot of health issues from the get-go. Mm -hmm. And he kind of makes his way through everything. I think yeah. it's a nice touch. Yeah, no, he's definitely like, it's definitely one of those places where they first veered off with the rival. Because your rival, you, you start off battling either Brendan or May, and then at the end it just becomes Wally. Wally ends up just being this amazing character who comes out from nowhere and decides he's going to become one of the best Pokemon trainers around. Definitely an interesting story. It really is. Uh, recently, Pokemon Smash has come out in the US, or not in the US, in Japan for the 3DS. So we got a bunch of th stuff about that. I don't know that there's anything too interesting other than the fact that we have Pokemon in it, but Super Smash Brothers, I guess, should to some extent be mentioned. You know they've just released the demo for it in the yes. U.S. I actually had a uh, code to get it before it came out like a week early. It was a lot of fun. Oh, it sounds like it. You only get like five characters, but you get to do it. Yeah. Yeah, so now I have to buy the one for the 3DS because I've never bought... I, never, I was just going to buy the one for the Wii U, but now I have to buy the one for the 3DS. I'm just excited to play with Charizard. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, that was like my first Pokemon, so it has a lot of meaning to me. Yeah, one of the other things is that, because in celebration of Super Smash Bros. being released on the 3DS in like two weeks in the U.S., the eShop is putting a bunch of games on sale. And until this Wednesday, Pokemon games are on sale? None of any of the main series games. Sadly, I thought at least X and Y would get some kind of price drop. But you can get Pokemon Battle Trozai for like five bucks right now, which I thought was pretty good. I personally thought Trozai was good. We did an episode on it a few months ago. Go listen to it if you want to hear my review. Uh, Mystery Dungeon, which I have not played, is knocked down by $10 to 25 bucks for the game, which oh. I'm really tempted to pick it up because I haven't played it. The newest one? 
Yeah, the newest one. Uh, what is that? Gates to Infinity, right? Yeah, you yeah, played yeah. It. It's actually a pretty decent game. What did you think of it? Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, that's good. The I dungeon love- games had my curiosity peaked for a while, and I wasn't yeah. sure. I got that one a while back. I still haven't beat it yet, though. Got too caught up with the, uh, you know, standard ones. Yeah, I understand yeah. completely. Uh, and if you own a Wii U, you can buy Pokemon Rumble U for $11 instead of, I believe, 18 So that's something. For all of you who are on the edge of getting these third-party games. Honestly, I really want to see, like, Pokemon Conquest 2 or something. But... Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> Have either of you played that one yet? Conquest? Yes. Yes. Uh, I actually did an episode on it way back in the day, about two years ago probably, with, uh, what's his name? With, uh, shoot, with Sarge. And we we played the hell out of that game. It was great. You think it's worth getting? Oh, definitely. Uh, I never really got on board It depends on what kind of games you like. If you you like the turn-based RPGs, this is definitely the way to go. If you like like the real time RPGs, maybe not so much. But if you like things such as like Fire Emblem or Advance Wars, this is definitely something to get into. Pokemon Conquest. Seemed like an interesting concept. Oh, it's a lot of fun. It was done very well. It was definitely one of my favorite spin-off games. Mm-hmm. Let's see. And then for those of you who like to do online battle competitions, and I really wish I'd have gotten in on this one, but I did not. The Fairy Face-Off competition is running registration until this Thursday, September 25th. So if you want to compete in that, you can register online to play. The competition will be taking place from September 26th to the 28th. So get in there. You'll re- you'll, uh, you'll receive a thousand Pokemiles for just for participating. And I'm not sure if these work for championship points. I don't believe they do. But maybe they do. So try it out. It's a lot of fun. I really like getting into the competitive scene, but the only thing I have a problem with is that you're going to see Klefki and Mawile all over the place during this fairy face-off. And Mawile is a tank. Oh yeah, Mawile can probably take out most of the things you're going to see. I mean, I've had it against my Charizard in one scenario, and Charizard beats it, you know, type-wise a mm-hmm. lot, but... I didn't. My Charizard didn't stand a chance against that Mawile. No, Mawile's pretty good, especially if it has uh, Stone Edge. It's definitely a problem for Charizard. Oh yeah, took that, it right I, out. I believe Mawile's banned now from OU, so <laughs> this is probably why. Probably. One more thing, because the news never ends, is that for those of you who have not gotten Celebi through Pokemon Bank. You still have a chance to do it until the 30th of September. So you have nine more days, or eight more days by the time you listen to this. You download Pokemon Bank. You'd have to pay for it at this point because the free trial promotion is over. But it's still out there for another nine days, eight days. And you can get a Celebi if you've never had a Celebi for the low price of $5. And you get Pokemon Bank for a year. And Pokemon Bank, I definitely think, is definitely one of the better things that I've had. I used to dump Pokemon in every once in a while, and you get battle points. You can just, like, farm battle points from it. I think that's it in the news, though. Unless I missed anything of any great interest. But I don't believe I have. So, I guess that's it. So, we'll go to the short break, and we'll come back to you guys with the topic.
Hey everyone, if you haven't signed up for the Puckle Podcast website, I think you should. You can earn badges for doing things such as following us on Twitter, liking us on Facebook, following us on Tumblr, and reviewing us on iTunes. We also have a live chat there where you can come and talk to me, any of the co-hosts you hear on the show. We're always there. You can chat with us, chat with our other members, make some friends. Also, if you get a chance, email us at pucklepodcast.gmail.com. It doesn't always need to make the mailbag question. We appreciate your feedback, and you guys make up about 20 minutes of every episode. I hope to see you guys at pucklepodcast.com and to hear from you in the next mailbag. And on to the topic today. For those of you who cannot read or listen to the teaser for some reason, we are doing women's perspective on Pokemon. I thought this would be, like, a natural episode because we have been, the council and I, by we, have been shooting around this idea of doing some kind of female-oriented episode. And I didn't want Ethan to do it because Ethan, I don't know if you've really listened to him, he's kind of sexist. So, I hope he listens to this. Uh, And... I really wanted to do it. I'm really interested in it because, in our community at least, we have it's a sausage fest. There are just guys everywhere. I can mention maybe like five girls on the website, and they're not regulars. Like there's Pokey Rin. We did recently get the fluffiest Whimsicott, and we've of course had a couple over the year. I can't even name five. Look at this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I definitely wanted to talk about like. Because there's definitely something. Maybe there's just more guys playing Pokemon, or maybe just guys playing video games in general. But I wanted to bring this up because I wanted to learn myself about why we don't have as many girls. So let's start things off with just like this big broad question that I've had about why there aren't as many girls in competitive battling, I guess. Because you hear about the BGCs, and this was the first year that we've actually had a girl win anything in the BGCs. She won, I believe, nationals in the seniors division. Not even the masters, but the seniors division. So I was just wondering, like, what your what your opinions of competitive battling were. Hmm. Well, as for why there's not that many playing in competitives, I don't think I could honestly tell you that one. Um, and I guess Pokemon's dying down with some people as they grow older, and it sticks with others. Well, I, I think mean, that's I... definitely true. That's just like anything. Yeah. What do you think? Why why don't you personally competitively battle Misty? Uh, probably because I don't know much about, you know, the competitive battling to begin with. You know, I mm-hmm. am pretty new to this whole, you know, getting in and battling people via Wi-Fi. Yeah. And now I'm learning more and more about the BGCs, and it's piquing my interest, but I'm still learning the whole process of forming a team and getting, you know, a team together that can actually be competitive rather than going mm-hmm. in with... You know, a half-assed team and... A team that you built. Yeah. <laughs> and you went through the game with, and it's not EV trained. You learned EV training, right? Yeah, I learned okay, EV training, but it's just like... It, it, it's difficult when you're, you know, 20 going back into Pokemon. It's completely yeah. different, you know, than when you... If you start with the original in 98 and then playing all the way through, you gradually learn how it all progresses. That's true. Like, it took, it's taken me seven years to get into it. So maybe it's more of a personal thing, I guess. I've only just started trying to build a competitive team recently. And Mm -hmm. I guess one of the bigger reasons I haven't really done much lately with it in the past is I've kind of run out of people to play with. Okay. Because when I was a little kid, I had a big group of friends who we all played Mm -hmm. Pokemon and battled each other with. No, I definitely like that living room aspect. That's why, I don't know, you've probably listened to the show plenty, but... 
when I listen when I when I'm on the show, I always like harp on this idea of Pokemon Stadium three and wanting that game. Just some just a battle sim on the Wii U. And that's because not that I want three D models or H D Pokemon or anything, but it's in fact because I want that living room aspect. Yeah. I want to be able to bring people over and just play. But Puckle has definitely brought in this great community of people that I pl- hang out with and I play Pokemon with. Uh, I don't know if that's the thing. Maybe that's the issue. Maybe the issue is that for some reason you feel like there you can't join a community. I feel like there's some truth to that. All uh, my all my friends have kind of died down on the hype. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm just kind of sitting here like, where'd everybody go? <laughs> Well, that's why that's that's definitely why I migrated to the internet and found a bunch of people that I play with now. Like I play with Shamu, I play with Cleary, I play I play with Bo every once in a while. Scissor, we all get together, we we hang out and we do that. And I hang out with the, on the community definitely. And I I play Gator just the other week and stuff like that. So I don't know. Is there just something that's trying to stop that stops you from getting involved on like the online community? I guess it's just step stepping into it for the first time. Yeah. You kind of don't feel. You don't know anybody, so mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to get all friendly and tight with people and yeah, start that's, battling. Yeah, that's true. It's, it feels, it's really clicky. Is that, is that how you feel? Yeah, well, yeah. had I not met you, I probably mm-hmm. would still not be doing, you know, the whole competitive battling yeah. thing. But now that, you know, having someone help you into the process of actually getting into a community like that yeah. definitely helps. Okay, definitely then. Like, maybe I should step up myself and try to bring people in. I, maybe I should. Maybe that's the way to do it. Bring you people know, into the community. Be that welcoming man. Be the doorman at the Puckle chat box. You know what might be a good idea? Hmm. If, uh, you know, you guys could ever get the money for it, what if you tried to host a live event somewhere, like a get-together? Uh, we like- actually are. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> um, we, we've been talking about this for the past couple months, I guess. Yeah, I uh, forgot. And I it's meant- been mentioned a couple times. It's called uh, PuckleCon. We're doing uh, it yeah. next summer. Uh, th- we're going to go to the Indianapolis VGC Nationals. And we're hopefully going to be able to meet up with you guys and hang out with you. All the details haven't been figured out yet because it's still, you know, nine months away. Yeah, I forgot I had read something about that on there. It just, mm-hmm. I guess, the fact that I don't think I'd make it up to Indianapolis. Yeah, that's true. That's pretty far. <laughs> kind of put it out of my head. Yeah. Uh, that's the one thing we're trying to do. We don't have a lot of money to play with right now. Uh, we always appreciate donations, of course. No shameless plug there. And <laughs> we do have enough money to pay for the website, at least for the next year. And I'll probably chip in enough to throw in it up, to put it up in the next couple of years. So you guys have to be force-fed another two years of Puckle. You and, do another live fest. Uh, we are doing another live episode, actually, though, hmm. on uh, on the 4th. It's in, like, two weeks. On October 4th. We'll talk more about this at the end of the episode, but we're doing that. Yeah, live episodes, I understand that. Uh, meeting in person is really a lot of fun. And, you know, just the VGCs in general. I heard that it's just a really good time going there. You meet a lot of people who are fans as well. I'm not sure where all the VGC regional events are held. I'm going to be a lot better about that this season because I definitely want to go to a regional event and just try it out. Yeah. Because I've gone to Nationals once, and that was like four years ago. I went to like 2010, no, 2011 Nationals because it was black and white. Hmm? Go for it, Switzy. Competing in the Nationals, you know, playing competitively like like that would have to be one of the items on my bucket list, (laughs) honestly. I think it would just be a lot of fun to go. It was a lot of fun when we went. Uh, We got to see a lot of people, and we, you know, we, we, 
we didn't get in tight with a lot of people, but everybody there had an interest in playing Pokemon. And it was a lot of fun to get together and just hang out with those people. It's always fun meeting people who are as into Pokemon as you are. Yeah, definitely. I mean, run into them every now and then at GameStop. It's like, oh, let's trade friend codes. Yeah, no, it's I a lot of fun. I see you're playing Pokemon. Uh, it was actually really big with X and Y. And it probably will be once Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire come out. It'll be a lot I, of fun. I think that'll bring a lot of old players back, to be honest. If not, it's gonna it's just gonna bring a bunch of people to the site, and we're gonna be able to have you know, uh, secret base code friend threads and stuff oh, that's, like that. That's gonna be great. And so we can do something like that, and I think that might be a next step into bringing people in. But yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe I should be like a doorman who tries to welcome people in and tries not to be too clicky. I try to make sure Puckle's not too clicky, but I think every organization becomes something like that at some point. Yeah, it's hard to maintain close relationships when something yeah. gets bigger. Exactly. Yeah. And so, um, I guess that's it for competitively. You guys have answered it beautifully. But I would like to move on just to the games. Um, mostly like red, blue, and gold, silver. Because before then, there wasn't a male or a female character option. Was that like awkward at all? Playing through any of that? You did that, I know for sure. Yeah. Well, I. I don't think it was awkward so much. It's just, like, you... Especially with the later generations, when they actually came out with a girl version, it kind of made it, like, yeah, it's me in the game rather than I'm playing as a guy. Yeah. So it made it more enjoyable, I think. Oh, more enjoyable. So it wasn't, like, an issue of, like, you felt discriminated against or anything? No, not at all. I mean, it's probably... I mean, the technology back then, they probably couldn't have supported two characters, let alone, Yeah. I mean back then it was black and white very limited but for for now i'm glad that they added not only the female character but now they're adding in you know ways to customize your characters yeah that's true and, and i think even the guys enjoy that part they're like well now i don't have to wear that silly hat all the time or we still have to wear hats and well it's yeah but you can change it around a little bit <laughs> you, can, you can pick what silly hat you want to wear exactly <laughs> how about you switzy did you uh did you ever do anything did you have an issue with not being able to be a girl character in the game? Well, there was one game that I had played that I sort of had an issue with. Which uh, one? It was in Pokemon XD. Okay. For the okay, game. Okay, that's fair. I forgot about those. I haven't been able to get my hands on the earlier games that yeah. you're talking about. But mm -hmm. I kind of had an issue with that just because I felt like I could have gotten more into it, I guess. But I yeah, quickly got over it. Yeah, I guess that's in the sense. Like, I definitely played. Uh, it's like playing Metroid or something as a guy. I, yeah. I never really had an issue playing Metroid, even though Samus is a female character. Like, it's a character. You're playing a game. You're you're going around doing things. I mean, it's like a lot of other games that you play. I mean, Assassin's Creed, uh, uh, Call of Duty, like all those games. Yeah. You Male leads, but is a girl going to feel awkward playing them? Probably not. I don't okay. know. Co Call of Duty Online is kind of bad. <laughs> people know you're a girl. <laughs> I think a lot of online games are pretty bad if they know you're I know, girl. but I think Call of Duty is the worst. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, um, One other thing in the games is just the... Have you ever felt that there was an unbalance in just, like, the amount of female characters in the game versus male characters? Mm -hmm. I have to say, with Pokemon, I've always felt like it's pretty balanced. Yeah, I'd agree. We, we were making that comment earlier, actually. Yeah. We were talking earlier, Misty and I. We were talking about how... Because she's just like... There aren't too many, like, female champions or something. Well, there's two. You have, uh, you Diana. have Cynthia and... Diana. Oh, Diana. There's three 
Uh, Don't forget and, Iris. Yeah, and Iris. Yeah. And so there's three total. Like, that's half. Well, no, 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 no. I know that, but, like, the earlier champions, you know, were definitely, well, yeah. like, male-dominated. But I, I enjoy the fact that they actually put a female um, champion later okay. on. Yeah. I don't know. We were just talking about that, though. And the gym leaders are pretty much 50-50 male-female. Well, even the Elite Four, I mean, it's, it's usually it's mostly 50-50. 50, 50, 50. Yeah. yeah. It's mostly 50-50. Half and half. Nintendo does a really good job. And I think the art style, like, at least the Sugimori art of all of the characters... It's very, like, not sexist at all. It's not like the typical anime uh, <laughs> watching Fairy Tale uh, and Lucy uh, for all of you uh, anime fans. Uh, oh, yeah, Lucy. But, you know, it's just, you know, you know it's, it's really nice to see that it's just not this blatantly, like, sex art. It's very tactful. Yeah, it's done very well. And it's just, it's, it's more, rel- it's uh, not, rel- it's uh, more true to the real, real world. Mm-hmm. And I really like that. But that's this is episode is not about me. It's about you guys, and so uh, that's not about, about the game. But the anime now. I don't know how much of the anime you watch. I know you, Misty, watch a lot all of the anime, the time. all the anime. And so I was just wondering if you think what what your opinions are of females in the anime. At least, at least like Ash's companions. <laughs> well, they're pretty much all over the chart. I mean, you have Misty, who's the you know brass, you know, strong character, and then he goes... I think pretty much all of his female companions have strong personalities, but um, they seem to be getting more girly every single time. You think so? Well, especially um, Serena this year, this season. Okay. I mean, she definitely has a thing for Ash, mm-hmm. and she's dressed in a skirt, <laughs> a hat. I mean, every single time I see, you know, either a skirt or short short or even spandex... The spandex really bothers me. The spandex? <laughs> the spandex maybe they're go- bothers me. Hey, maybe they're planning on being a superhero one day. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Or they're running a marathon. I don't know. I've never... I just... Ah. Uh, I don't know. The anime became a children's cartoon at one point, And I thought Misty was actually a very strong female character. In that, <laughs> you know, she wasn't going to take anything from anybody. She was just going to... She was going to be her own person. And I thought that was very good. Along with... Uh, let's see. Uh, but then May. you, May, May was the same way. May. May was a little bit more girly than Misty, I would, I would admit. And then you have Dawn, who I don't know what her character development was. I didn't watch that series. Uh, I think I, she's somewhere in between, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. And then Iris really, I just had a problem with Unova because the characters had no character at all. And... Characters without characters. That's what they were. <laughs> they were just, oh, Ash travels with these people. I'm silent. I'm going to make a food metaphor. I hated it <laughs> when they replaced Brock. You don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's understandable. I was okay with it. You know, it was about time. You know, Brock moves on with his life. Yeah, I suppose from... he can't follow a, t- uh, you know, endlessly 10-year-old kid forever. Oh, of course. Is he still 10? Yeah, yeah, he's still 10. <laughs> Even though, like, there are three times in the anime where they notice, like, a year goes by. Oh, Lord. And, you know, just make him 13. Like, that's fine. But you also realize that they, like, they go from being competitive battlers to being, oh, what was Dawn? She was a coordinator. coordinator. And then we don't oh, know what Serena is. 
Serena's she, she a likes person. to bake. That's all we know. <laughs> I wish they'd do more with Serena lately. I mean, she has never battled. It's like she doesn't really do much of anything, honestly. Well, she hasn't caught a Pokemon so far as I know. She uh, has because a Fennekin. That's it, it. It's a big deal that in Japan that there was an episode announced where she's finally going to catch a Pokemon, and she's catching a Pancham. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Too late for that. <laughs> oh man, you could have told me before. <laughs> Lord Almighty, you are going to break people's hearts. Oh, yeah. Because I'm sure a lot of people were on the edge of their seats. Like, I can't wait for Serena's new Pokemon. <laughs> I'm so... Uh, oh, my gosh, you ruined the surprise. You, you, you ruined really did the for me, though. I'm sorry. <laughs> Just wait, like, ten weeks and you'll see it. Uh, <laughs> Screw that. I'm going to skip ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's in Japan. It's not in the U.S. yet. And you think that bothers Yeah, that's me. not going to stop you. Well, uh, hey, subs come out pretty quickly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, well. Are there any things like, that you wanted to talk about, about being a woman in like the Pokemon world? Or in our world, Pokemon community sphere words coming out of my mouth? <laughs> You know, a lot of games, people tend to kind of push girls into the corner. You mm -hmm. know what I mean about, you know, video games is kind yeah. of... Guys can tend to take over that role a lot. Yeah. Um, but honestly, in the Pokemon community, I've never really felt that way. I've always felt pretty welcomed in it. That definitely guess, feels like the consensus. Because, I mean, I started playing when I was really little. And I mm -hmm. guess I was kind of the only girl in a group of guys that always played it, but I never felt like I shouldn't be there. Yeah. It's always been pretty fair in this one, I think. What about you? Yeah, no, I thought that, like, when I was younger, you know, you had these people, you had this group of friends, and yeah, they were mostly guys, but you could be like, yeah, I caught this Pokemon this week, and uh, you could trade cards with them, and you would actually feel like you guys were getting closer. And I don't think that's actually changed much. I don't think it has either. Honestly, Pokemon just seems like this very gender-neutral game. More so than, like, a lot of other things. I just, I don't know. Pokemon maybe just got it right. Uh, <laughs> because I definitely had a hard time coming up with this episode. Because I wanted to talk to you guys about this. And then I realized there's not really under gender, any gender issues in Pokemon. Pokemon's a very good game when it comes to that. And I guess the big part would just be the online community. Where girls seem very sparse. And that could just be for, like, the Call of Duty reason that we were talking about earlier. You know, guys just flip out about girls on the internet. But ho hopefully we're not like that. <laughs> uh, do you have anything else, Switzy? Hmm. Well, again, it does seem pretty new. It seems pretty gender neutral, both mm -hmm. in the community and in the games. And I know yeah. you get a lot of kind of diverse characters. And I agree with Misty. It does seem like they're getting a little girlier. Yeah. I know Bianca in particular gets on my nerves. But... Oh, oh, Bianca. Yeah. I totally forgot about Bianca. <laughs> the quintessential uh, dits. <laughs> but I guess if you think about it, I mean, people are like that, too. Every now and then you get... Not every girl is going to be the strong female character that's like, yeah, let's go kick some butt. You're going to have some that are more on the stereotypical side. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. just real life. Yeah. So maybe... What I should take away from this is that I need to be more open in the Puckle community and inviting people in. I don't want to scare away, like, our female listeners that want to join the community. I know that it's kind of a sausage fest, but if you guys come, then it won't be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the way to fix it. Um, 
I know we're not like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so I guess that's all I have for the topic. Anything else? We good? Mm-hmm. I can't really think of anything else. All right. So I guess we'll call it that, and we'll catch you guys on the flip-flop. Hi there! Are you tired of Absol's blocking your way, trying to warn you about some serious disaster? Earthquakes, tornadoes, you've heard the whole spiel. Well, now introducing the Absol Flute! Get that Absol out of your way. This, uh, this flute sounds so terrible, it's a disaster in itself. Buy it today! A familiar town with a familiar scene. An old man is showing trainers how to catch Weedle. Is this doof-tarded idea help, of help just annoying? Or is it something more? Recent investigations suggest the latter. To every Weedle that is caught, fewer born in the wild. That in itself is threatening the Weedle population. But worse is, with less Weedle, there are more Caterpie about. I didn't know if you knew this, but Butterfree are heavy drinkers. If this trend is allowed to continue, the entire planet's water supply will be exhausted. So take a stand. Only you can stop old men from catching Weedle. Commercial idea provided by JoJo. Poke of the episode. And welcome back. Our Pokemon of the episode today is National Dex number 359, Absol, the disaster Pokemon. It appears when it senses an impending natural disaster. As a result, it was mistaken as a Doombringer from Pokemon X. Or Y. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <clears throat> Absol is actually, like, just lore-wise, Absol seems like one of these pseudo-legendary Pokemon, first of all. It does seem really like cool. it would fit that role. Yeah, and it's actually one of the cooler designs of Pokemon, I think. Mm-hmm. If you were supposed to do it. And he, com- was he competitively viable until 6th gen? No. He was the coolest looking worst Pokemon. Uh... He just looks like he's so good at things, and he'd be like, you should run really fast, Absol. And then Game Freak's like, no, Absol, you don't run very fast. Your base speed's 75. It's really bad. Uh, but Gen 5 gave him Sucker Punch, which gave him a new life. His HP and his defenses are really, really bad. So I would not expect your Absol to last that long, especially in Gen 5. If you were playing Gen 5 where fighting types were just rampant, Absol, absolutely a bad idea. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but... He also has a base stat total of, like, 465. That's horrible. But his base attack is 130, and his base special attack is 75, which is doable with special attack, but you definitely want to run him as a physical attacker. And if you are going to run Absol, which currently is a underused Pokemon in the tier, uh, tier-wise, you would definitely want to run Mega Absol. Mega Absol gets a 40-point speed boost, making him just as fast as he looks. He gets wings for some reason. It's like the Angel of Death. That's what I think about when he gets the wings as Mega Absol. And his base attack goes up another 20 points to a base 150. His special attack moves up another 40 points and also goes to 115, just like his speed. So he can almost run a mixed attacker, but you're going to want to utilize that base 150 attack. So if you're going to want to build it, you definitely want to go physical Absol. And one of his best moves, though, is definitely Sucker Punch. It gives you that priority. Which, as long as you predict correctly. Because Sucker Punch does have that caveat where you need to predict that your opponent is going to do a, an attack that does damage. As opposed to a status move. But, other than that, he is definitely like a really, really interesting Pokemon. 
to run. Uh, Scrawn did his analysis on it in the meta, just as he always does, except he's going bi-weekly now. So you won't get it every week, and I'll get to make up my own Pokemon of the episode. So <laughs> if you want a Pokemon of the episode of your own, just let me know. We'll work it out. But you're definitely going to want to run a physical attacker and definitely line up Sucker Punch, possibly even uh, Knock Off, which n- hits the item off the opponent, possibly Pursuit to chase people out. And, yeah, I would say Absol is a mid-to-late-game sweeper, though. You definitely don't want to bring Absol in. You want to get rid of all of the threats that Absol can see beforehand. Absol can be threatened out by any number of fighting-type Pokemon with, like, Mach Punch or something. That base 60 defense does not do it justice. And you're just going to wipe out Absol in one hit. But, you you wipe out these fighting types and you bring Absol in. Late-game sweeper, here he comes. You're not going to be able to do much after Absol's up a Swords Dance. Now, I should mention that you can do on Mega Absol a special variant. And his move pool lends to this very, very well. His move pool will bring him Charge Beam, Flamethrower, Ice Beam, all of these really cool attacks. And his special move pool has just opened all of this. So, if you really want to run Absol to his fullest, I would definitely suggest doing something special with him. But, that's just me. Uh, it's probably a less common as well variant of the special, with only a base 115 special attack. But that's still like higher than Pokemon such as Lucario. So, I think that's it. Let me go to the trivia, though. Absol should have some pretty neat trivia. Let's see. Absol has the highest attack of any non-legendary Pokemon, which is not part of an evolutionary family. That's very specific. Did you know I'm the only person named Thatch that lives here in this building? <laughs> that's, what that, that's what that piece of trivia tells me. Uh, <laughs> um, let's see. Absol is the only non-legendary Pokemon featured on the box art for Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire. It does appear in Legends, and I really wish there was... It's just one of those Pokemon, just like Lucario, that just doesn't get enough backstory, but it should. And honestly, I think that's just one of the coolest things about Pokemon, is that you have Pokemon that feel like they have Legend, but they don't. And, I don't know, that's just something partly for me, but... (laughs) Oh, well. You know, I feel like Absol, with its whole uh, disastrous... A uh, little legend thing that goes with it. I think it would go well in a, like a Salem type story, <laughs> type type background. Be yeah. like, burn the witch! Oh my god, it's a disaster! <laughs> yeah, no, he looks really cool. And he's definitely one of those things that I wish... I don't know. I wish the Pokemon anime went a bit deeper than it did, but I don't think it ever will. Uh, no. Unless we get something just as awesome as like Origins or Mega Evolution specials. Well, they are doing the second episode of Mega Evolution. Yeah, but it's just, it's just, you know, it's just a, it's just a special. It's not the real thing. And that's kind of what upsets me, but whatever. They can do what they want. Make it an advertisement. Absol Maybe one day we'll get something cool. Absol had a little bit of a part in Jirachi Wishmaker. Did he? Mm-hmm. I did a review on that movie, like, four years ago. Totally don't remember. <laughs> that movie was I mean, not very it, it good. It comes down to... I don't know. I thought it was all right. All right. Brought in Team Magma a yeah. little, too. All but right. Absol had a bit of a part in that. <laughs> kind of showed that. feel like it could have done better. Yeah. But... It, I wish there was just something more to it. But, you know, whatever. It's Pokemon. So yeah. I, that's it for the Pokemon the episode. 
we'll head over to the mailbag. It's mail time! It's time for the mailbag! Send in your emails! The mail's here! Check your inbox! It's time for the mailbag! Mail! And on to the mailbag. So, our mailbag question last time was questions for our lovely co-hosts Misty and Switzy. So, let's see if anybody says anything. So, our first email is from the fluffiest whimsicott. Hello again, Puckalonians. I'll try to keep... Oh, before I forget. The mailbag is brought to you by Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. I have to say that. It's part of my contract. Uh, <laughs> hello. So, the fluffiest whimsicott. Hello again, Puckalonians. I'll try to keep this short since last time poor Scissor Kick died and had to skip the most tragic paragraph of my email. But as Scissor recovered, I feel that's probably for the best, because that part of the story, the episode already so grievously darkened by the shadow of Thatch's PP. I think it's something paralysis. I did not, I forget what it was. They, they made this whole thing, they did a telethon to revive me from my <laughs> paralysis. Uh, my, my Galvantula apparently used Thunder Wave on me. So, might have been just too heavy to bear. I really feel for you. Thatch, as a trainer who prefers grass types, I am well acquainted with paralysis and poison and sleep, but mostly with sleep, as the overworked alarm clock on my phone can testify. I really want to thank you guys for the green Taurus badge. You were right. My life is now bright and meaningful again. In fact, I can feel its warm chartreuse light enveloping me and lifting me up high into Arceus's wide sky as I break through the cloud cover. I see that I'm getting long-winded again, so my heavenly revelation will be a story for another time. I have two mailbag questions for my fellow female Pokemon fans. For The first, if you haven't already discussed this on the podcast, is why do you think there are so few girls and women in the Pokemon competitive scene? Well, we did talk about this mm-hmm. briefly. And do you think it's that they're treated more or less equally than in other gaming communities? I think we also talked about that. We too. did talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> It's a lot better in Pokemon yeah. than it is out in other yeah. games. I think Pokemon fans are very good about not making a difference between genders, but I'm not very immersed in the community, so I'd like to hear from someone who is. I think, it's, qu- hmm? I think it's the kind of the rare jerk that does discriminate that way yeah. in it, Pokemon. <laughs> I'd have to say, like, early on in Puckle, there were definitely some people in the community that were kind of like, girls don't exist on the internet. Duh, 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 duh. I can tell you how true, how untrue that one is. Yeah, right? <laughs> I think I have two examples right here. Uh, the second question is, if you played the first few Pokemon games, where where you could only be a boy, did you give your protagonist a female name anyway? Ooh, that is... That's a good one. Hmm. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> what did you call yourself? I called myself Ash. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I was watching the anime at the time. I enjoyed it, so mm-hmm. I just figured... My main character should be the character from the okay. anime. What about you, Switzy? Uh, well, I haven't gotten my hands on the earlier ones, but with Pokemon Coliseum, where you've only got yeah. the male choice, I gave it my name anyway. Okay, I, that's but fair. I do, I do agree with Misty, though. Had I played those games, I probably would have named it Ash or Red, yeah. just because I would have felt like I was going with more of the uh, show storyline mm-hmm. with the set character. 
Uh, did you pretend it was a girl? No, obviously. Uh, <laughs> or were you happy playing as a male character? You seem to be just fine with it. Uh, I happily played as a boy in red and silver, and also in emerald and soul silver because I prefer the design. But I always choose leaf and fire red because she looks like me. And after all, I like being represented in the Pokemon world. What about you? I have to say, in Fire Red, which was my first game, I mm -hmm. was just absolutely ecstatic when I got it. Because it's like, oh my god, the f female character looks exactly like me! Except for <laughs> the skirt. Yeah. But I was just super happy, because even now, it's like, this is like, character looks just like me, but my first game makes me happy. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. good. Gave me more of a personal co connection with the game, I guess. I think that's part of the reason that everybody likes X and Y as well right now. Is that you do get that customization option. Yeah, it's easier nice. to get into it. Yeah. I didn't have to wear a skirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I totally fail at writing short emails, and I apologize for that. Flubby flip-flops. <laughs> uh. It's okay, I can never write short things anyway. Not <laughs> if it's going to sound good. Alright, so our next email is from Black. Oi, Puckle, this is Tis I, Black Gold. I'm back. Now it's been about 10 episodes, well, more like 20, but hey, I'm back. A lot has happened to me in the podcast. Like, holy Raikou, it's so much better. Like, whoa, wow. It's really amazing. We did actually get a lot better in, like, the past, like, six months. Really, I don't have much to add other than the fact that I've been gone, but I'll try to catch... So if anyone wants to brief me on what's happened with Alpha, Sapphire, and Omega Ruby, I'd love it. Periods, man. Periods. But if not, I'll try to look it up. Anyway, I don't have any questions for all of you Lady Pokemon players, so Black Gold over and out. Our next one is from the K. Rice. That's what I'm supposed to say. Hey, dudes and dudettes. The It's the K. Rice, pronounced K. Rice here. I've listened to the podcast for quite a while now. I'm not active on the site because I'm weird, awkward nerd, and I'm bad at being social. I think everybody on that website is. So you should come anyway. <laughs> That's what the internet is for. Yep. Exactly. I did try and join the chat one day, but I had computer issues, and I got really bad anxiety about it, and I shut my computer and cried myself to sleep. Not really, but it's a funny visual. <laughs> Anyways, I'll get one with it. Yeah, you should. You definitely should come to the chat box, hang out. Most of us are there a lot of the time. School's definitely stopping some people from being on more often, but during the summer we were hopping. Hopefully we can get that to the school year again. I'm going to answer a couple of mailbag questions here. First off, I've decided I'm indifferent about hacking. In Gen 4, I've had a bunch of 6IV dittos for breeding, so I can't say I've never done that. I'd probably still be using them if I didn't get rid of my diamond and plat platinum a few months ago. I think it reaches the cheating point when you hack to get perfect IV pokes, when it's so much easier in Gen 6. Don't be lazy, people. Just do it. Also, hacking for shinies is pointless because shinies don't bring anything to the party. Now onto the segment of the second one. I really don't care about shinies. Some are cool, some are lame. They all do the same thing. That being said, shiny Mangagar is absolutely amazing. I got a shiny Ghastly in Wonder Trade that I'm going to train up to get that shiny Ghostly Beast. Well, actually, there's an event for a shiny Gengar, I think, happening from the 13th to the 27th of October. You can go there, get a serial code, get a shiny Gengar with its Megastone. That's exciting. So, definitely do that, and you don't have to train it up. <laughs> uh, also, Deontay event happens right after that, like the 27th to the, like, something of November. Like, for two weeks, you can go get a Deontay code, get a Deontay in your game. 
that when you trade it to Omega Ruby and Apple Sapphire, you'll get the Mega Stone for Deonsi. Fun fact. Uh, let's see. Last thing, girls in Pokemon. I think there needs to be more. It's a sausage party up in here. <laughs> like I just said. There's some girls out there on YouTube that compete with the best of them. I think if girls are too nervous to get a competitive play, don't. A girl won senior nationals, and it was amazing. I feel like I'm rambling now, so I'll end this. Keep up the good stuff, kids. Stuff. 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 Uh, ben K. Rice, I believe you're the only person who hasn't won the Green Tauros badge in the mailbag right now, so you win the Green Tauros badge for the episode. Yay! Uh, so, that's all we have for the mailbag. So next time, you should definitely send your emails into PucklePodcast at gmail.com. It'll be right on the show, more than likely, unless it's just a bunch of hate mail. You're more than welcome to sell that. Send that to me. Uh, PucklePodcast at gmail.com, just as I said. You can email us. The mailbag question for next week will be, what's your favorite Pokemon myth? I want to try to talk about these, so send that in to PucklePodcast at gmail.com. I've said that three times now. Please remember. If not, it'll be in the episode description. So, It's in your contract along with the Green Tauros, right? Yeah, it is. Uh, not to mention, I also have to mention that you should follow us on Twitter if you have the chance. You should like us on Facebook if you're on there. You can follow us on Tumblr and check out cool things that you see on there. And I think we have more things that you should do, like come to the website, make an account, come to the chat box. Post on the forums, do fun things, get involved, talk to me, talk to everybody else that you've ever heard on this show. It's a lot of fun. So, is that everything that we have? I believe so. So, check us out, PucklePodcast.com. You can listen to the other 120 episodes that aren't on iTunes. So, do that. So, in the meantime, here in Lavender Town, I'm Trainer Thatch. I'm Misty. And I'm Switzy. And it's closing time.
mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.